Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the New Classical FM. It brings back so many beautiful memories when I see the kids upstage and they sound so good. That's TSO Assistant Concertmaster Marc-André Savoie. You'll hear more from him later in the show. Our first guest is violinist Karen Gomio. Gomio was born in Tokyo and raised in Montreal until she began studies at Juilliard at just age 10. Karen Gomio joins the TSO this week to perform Beethoven's Violin Concerto. My co-host, TSO Principal Bass Jeff Beecher, and I caught up with her to find out more. Take a listen. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you. First of all, tell us about the instrument that you perform on. Well, it's a Stradivarius built in 1703, and I've had the great uh, privilege of being able to play on it for about 15 years now, I guess. It's amazing. It's, it's really like, um, you know, interacting with a human being. My instrument definitely has its own personality, and um, it feels like our journey has been one of um, teamship and, uh, you know, really getting to know one another. So, Karen, you and your lovely Strad are coming here to Toronto to perform Beethoven's Violin Concerto. What do you love about playing that concerto? Well, for me, the, the the Beethoven concerto is really like the <laughs> the most, um, in some ways, the most important work written for violin and orchestra, and certainly the most challenging. I would say, I find it extremely difficult and and therefore extremely rewarding to play it as well. It's unique in the sense that if you compare it to another warhorse concerto like the Tchaikovsky, the violin part in the Beethoven is really a lot of the times just accompanying figures. So it's a very symphonic work in that sense that every single player in the orchestra is as involved as the the solo part, uh, you know, compared to Tchaikovsky, which is really like you have the the violin part playing beautiful melodies and doing fancy technical things. And the orchestral part is sort of divided into moments of playing melodies, but also being the accompanying figure a lot of the times. And so the Beethoven is really almost like a big chamber music work. As I said, it's always a challenge and at the same time, something extremely special to get to perform. Karen, I was speaking earlier about the evolution of concerto cadenzas going from improvisatory moments to sort of really special written out moments by the composer. Mm. With this Beethoven performance, are you, which which cadenza are you performing with us? It's a good question, um, and it's it's a question I ask myself every time I take the concerto out, just because I hope to eventually write my own cadenza. Um, I don't have much confidence in my compositional <laughs> skills, so I'm not doing that quite yet. In the meantime, I'm playing a cadenza by Nathan Milstein, who is one of my absolute favorite violinists, and um, what I adore about him is his creativity in performance, but also in his ability to write cadenzas and make arrangements and things like that. So in a way, I'm doing his cadenza because it's really rarely played. I don't know of anybody else who plays it now um, other than himself back when he was still alive, but also almost like an homage to one of my favorite violinists. And, um, you know, stylistically, you could say it's in the romantic style and 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 so on, but it's still something that's unique and um, something that I personally like very much. And so... You know, I tell myself, why not? (laughs) Very nice choice. You're going to be coming to Toronto. What is your favorite part of being in Toronto to perform with the TSO? 
it feels like home in some ways. Um, well, of course, first of all, being Canadian myself and, and having been uh, raised in Montreal, but also I have a long-standing relationship now with the TSO, and it's always a, a very beautiful feeling to be able to come back to an orchestra that you've worked with on a number of occasions, and, and I have also many friends, including Jeff, <laughs> from, from school um, in the orchestra, and that creates a feeling of familiarity, which is really comforting, and you feel, you know, really like you're putting a performance together with, with people that you actually know and, and care about. And so for me, it's all those, those feelings combined. Karen, you've been so serious with music for such a long time. You moved uh, to New York from Montreal when you were just 10 to study violin at Juilliard. What was that like for you at such a young age? Oh, wow. <laughs> it is a long time ago, and yet it's not in some ways, because I remember exactly what it was like. Um, I grew up in Montreal with a relatively normal, so-called normal, easygoing life. I hadn't necessarily intended to become a professional musician. I come from a non-musical family, actually, so it, it was all very new for, for, for my mother and myself somehow got the invitation from Dorothy DeLay to, to come study with her at Juilliard after I played in a master class for her presented by the Suzuki Teachers Conference in, in Chicago. And so it was really something that felt like it happened overnight. And the intensity of my lifestyle just seemingly changed overnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, the music was, was always so close to my heart. And that was just clear from, from a very, very young age. And so Pursuing music in a serious way felt like the right thing to do, and um, moving to New York was, was difficult in the beginning. It's just a very intense city with a lot of energy and a lot of focused, ambitious people, and and being thrown into an environment like that after having gr- grown up in, in Montreal, where everything was really friendly and peaceful, was, was definitely very difficult. And um, But it also forced me to focus and to really, really work towards what I, um, well, my dream, I guess. Well, now, I, I, of course, I'm, I'm very glad to have, have gone through these difficult years, and I'm, I'm very grateful to, to have a life in music and to be able to say that, that I make a living through music, and um, there are endless reasons why um, it's wonderful to have a life in music. So mm. I'm just very grateful. Well, we're so grateful you're sharing your love and life with music here in Toronto so many times with us. Thank you, Karen. Thank you very much. Looking forward. That was Karen Gomio. Catch her center stage with the TSO this Saturday and Sunday when she performs Beethoven's Violin Concerto. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us. Next up is TSO Assistant Concertmaster Marc-André Savoie. Savoie made his solo debut at the age of 17. The Montreal native previously held concertmaster positions in Jacksonville and Columbus. He's been TSO Assistant Concertmaster for over 20 years. Jeff caught up with Marc-André Savoie backstage at Roy Thompson Hall to learn more about his life with the TSO. Take a listen. Marc, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Mark, uh, I understand that before coming to Toronto, you were a concertmaster of both the Jacksonville and Columbus Symphony. Is that right? Uh, in Jacksonville, I was concertmaster, and in Columbus, I was assistant, just like I am here. So, third chair, yes. So, within the third chair duties, you're obviously um, there behind Jonathan Crow and their associate concertmaster, but we see you up front quite a bit. How does that work for you? Well, it's uh, you're the eternal kind of standby guy. If anything happens to somebody ahead of you, you just uh, you get prepared to move up and to play sometimes a different part or uh, to pitch in on solos or whatever. You have to be prepared. You actually sort of learn the part of the person that is sitting ahead of you if they have solos, and you're just prepared to step in at any time. 
Have you ever had any experiences where you'd uh, had that solo in the back burner and all of a sudden you're called up to play it? Well, uh, one time, uh, the concertmaster uh, of the time, this is about 15 years ago, uh, we were playing a barrio piece, um, very difficult barrio piece, and there was a massive, massive concertmaster solo that lasted a whole page. And he actually called me the night before to let me know that he wasn't coming the next morning for rehearsal. So I ended up, I stayed up all night and I learned the solo. And then I did it at the rehearsal, and then he actually came back on time for the next rehearsal in the concert. So I didn't actually get to perform it, but I had to cover it at the rehearsal, and that's just the same. So I know from firsthand experience after uh, these intense rehearsals blowing off some steam, there's a squash game in the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Is that right? Yeah, we do try. Uh, there's a few of us that play squash and, and actually try to do it two, three times a week as a, the main form of exercise. And it's, uh, I think it's all very, very good for us, both mentally and physically. I think I'm in better shape than I've been in years. And it's, it's, it's a great game. It's actually good for musicians because as long as you take care of not putting your hands in the way of danger and rackets and stuff like that, and it, there's, it's not a big injury kind of sport. So you can, uh, you can enjoy yourself and not get hurt. So I hear Peter Ungen also plays. Did you let him win? Uh, Peter's knees forbid him from actually really playing, but he, I, I've heard that he's, he was a really good squash player. I've never had the, uh, the pleasure of playing with him. So speaking of Peter Ungen, on tour several times we've uh, gone to Montreal where Peter would introduce a piece or talk about the context of the concerts in English, and you were given the duties of translation, and, and all of us in the orchestra got a great big kick out of that. What was it like for you? Well, this is one of those you asked about, you know, covering solos before. This is essentially what happened with Peter. One day we were on tour going to Ottawa and Montreal. We do that every year. And this was uh, when we started doing this. And about 15 minutes before the concert, he said, oh, by the way, I'd like you to be on stage with me tonight and do some uh, speaking in French. I said, what do you want me to speak about? He says, I don't know, whatever you feel like it. So um, I just stepped on and we did this little routine where he would say something in English and I would sort of say it back in French and it got to be like kind of a comedy act for some strange reason. The public really liked it. So we kept it up for the next three years. And the funny thing about that is that especially in Montreal where uh, that's where I'm from actually and uh, there's a, a there used to be because he's retired now a very cantankerous critic for La Presse. And uh, he came to, of course, our concerts and uh, critiqued our little speech at the beginning and actually said it was the best part of the concert, which is never what you want to happen. Were you more nervous for the speaking or for the playing at that point? Oh, I think definitely the speaking. I mean, this is uh, a family and friends kind of thing happening. And uh, sort of, you know, when you return on your home turf. Marc-Andre, anything coming up in the latter part of this season that you're particularly excited about? Well, as a matter of fact, I, I always like uh, Carmina Burana. It's one of my, it's one of the greatest pieces in the repertoire. It's one of those, you know, 20th century classics that's really, you can talk about it almost like, uh, maybe not like a Beethoven symphony, but it's one of those pieces that everybody knows. It also happens to incorporate the uh, Toronto Children's Chorus, which is near and dear to my heart since my daughter spent many years singing and became a head chorister of that, of that ensemble. So uh, it's always nice. It brings back so many beautiful memories when I, when I see the kids upstage and they sound so good. Well, we'll certainly look forward to that Carmina with you on stage for sure. Thanks so much, Marc-Andre. Thank you so much for having me. That was TSO Assistant Concertmaster Marc-Andre Savoie. Hear him on stage with the TSO as the season continues. 
That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8pm on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO podcast. This spring, escape into music with your Toronto Symphony Orchestra. On April 6th and 7th, feel the passionate intensity of Mahler's glorious 10th Symphony, plus a must-see performance of Schumann's poetic cello concerto featuring TSO principal cello Joseph Johnson. Don't miss Mahler Symphony No. 10, two shows only April 6th and 7th at Roy Thompson Hall. Order superb seats today at tso.ca. 